0: Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio. Before we did, uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, Really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, If not, definitely stay. Listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any, any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email. Send us a message. Connect with us through social media, however you would like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode.
1: Once again to the Fire Podcast, the most Fire Podcast you will ever hear, with your one and only host Jeffrey Hawthorne, with my special guest slash co-host slash brother Nick Hawthorne. Nick, welcome to my podcast, the Fire Podcast, the most Fire Podcast you will ever hear. Welcome. Thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. Yep. Well, this has been fun, everybody.
2: <laughs> it's been great. See you. See you next. Uh, next time. No, could you not make this awkward? Oh, uh, that's just... Yeah, I'll try.
1: Okay, you know what? Let's start with some icebreakers. I ask you, you oh, ask gosh. me, we're both hosts here. Oh, gosh. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go first. No. I'm going to give you three nations, okay? No. Do you want the nations first, or you, do you want the objective first? I guess the objective. Okay. Oh, gosh, I'm not ready. You have to visit
2: one. Okay. Live Live in one? No, you're going to say bomb one. And the third one, you have to call down fire on. Oh, Lord. Uh, wait, so visit one, live in one, and call down fire. This is so bad. I'm kidding. Oh Don't
1: call down fire. Uh, you just do a season there.
3: <laughs>
1: what? So you live in one. Uh-huh. You visit one. You do a season in one.
2: Okay, so. Okay.
1: A season, like a year or six months, whatever.
2: Oh, but the other one's years. like a permanent.
1: The other one, yeah. So it's like you visit, then you do a season. Uh, okay? okay. So I picked three nations at random. Okay. So you have a court de bois. Ivory Coast. Okay. You have Belgium. Okay. And you have Bolivia. So you have three different parts of the world here.
2: Bolivia, South America. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna visit Ivory Coast. because they have a cool name. I like that. Um, I'll say I'll do a season in Bolivia because I'm trying to brush up on my Spanish. Brush up? You mean learn?
3: You got nothing yeah. to put on. <laughs> you, you, start know, on nothing. you know. I'm Spanglish
1: you know I am in America. Brush up on nothing. I
2: can whatever. Um, and then i just live in Belgium because I heard they have great chocolate and waffles. Those are both true.
1: I would have picked the same thing, I think.
3: <clears throat>
1: Definitely a d'Or for the visit. I could potentially flip-flop on the other two, but right now I would pick Belgium to live in. Yeah. All right, it's a good choice. You're welcome. I thought this was going to be a lot harder. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What would you have done if I said, call down fire?
2: Repented later.
1: On behalf of whom?
2: I don't know. Okay, is it my turn to ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I hope this is a good one Um, for you, but... I'm, I'm having fun with it. Yeah, you're laughing before you can ask it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so, um, would you rather <laughs> have a really nice house the rest of your life, but be stuck with this rusty old junky car for all of life, or have a eh, house... But have a car that will never break down, and it's real nice, and will never have any damage, never need repairs, or nothing. Wait, how was the house in the second scenario?
3: It's just, yeah.
1: How is the house that I have now in this? Is, I'm that, not... in or is that a really nice house? <laughs> it's I mean, above, I mean, it's above,
3: eh,
2: I'll say that. I'd go a really nice house. Okay.
1: And just uh... and just Uber everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, was, I think it was pretty easy. <laughs> really nice house, Uber everywhere. Folks uh, listening at home, let us know how you would answer these questions and who came up with the better or more difficult question. Oh, wow. I think I did a better job. I'm really? just saying. I don't know, they're pretty even. It doesn't matter. They were both pretty good, but the real reason that I've called you into this room today oh, from gosh. upstairs is actually <laughs> <laughs> not really. No.
2: I live in the basement, people.
1: Oh yeah, you do live here. <laughs> so this is closer to your room than my room. We live together. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> gathered that, we're brothers and roommates. Anyway, so you've recently been on a journey where
3: well. you do music
1: and stuff, mm-hmm. and you also didn't have a job for a year. Well, don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on, on prophetic finance. Unprophetic finance. still finance.
2: It was finance. Um, yeah.
1: Heard from God. Why don't you just like briefly tell us that story of how
2: oh. that came into play? Um, yeah. So I was working a job that like, it wasn't like, you know, calling job, but I loved it. It was really fun. Great boss, great coworkers, really, really good pay. And it was about to be a lot more pay because, um, yeah, they were about to boost my pay up pretty significantly. Um, and then I had a dream that my job was ending, and God said, it's time to do music in the dream. And I was like, what? And I woke up panicking, think I got fired. And uh, fast forward three days later, and they announced that my job was being uh, outsourced. Or, yeah, I just moved across the country, and um, yeah, it was going to end. So um, I started working on music and a cd and then come the week last week of my job people are like why do you not have a job yet and i was like i don't know i just feel like god told me to do music and then someone called me up and gave me a salary so um trust in god and for a year yeah for a year so it's, yep this is pretty great
1: and then you released an album and two singles since then
2: yes i have
1: Yep, you probably heard a lot of them in this podcast. True. Playing the intro and the outro. Right really? Now. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to do the intro with Wonderful Counselor, the most recent release for Sierra Luce's birthday. Shouts James out. Happy bug. birthday. And then why don't we, let's play out with Ruah. Oh. So why don't you share stories about Ruah, or just the origination of how it came about, and then just what's happened with it since.
3: Places yeah. That you've um... It, like.
2: So, Rua is a song that I released in May. Um, earlier this year, probably actually around um, like the 5th of January, like that early, um, I got a prophetic word that someone saw me um, going to many mountains in, on many different nations and just singing songs over those mountains. Um, And I've gotten words before that, that I was supposed to go to mountains, or not mountains, to nations, and shift atmospheres, and um, so... Like
1: Ruth ward Heflin.
2: Yeah. Other plug. But, um, yeah, so, I've gotten words like that for a while now, and I haven't actually been to any nations before that, besides Canada. Uh, And so, God, uh, through supernatural means, uh, basically got me to Honduras. In the same time frame where you didn't have a job, and someone was paying your salary. Yeah. And so, during that same time... I was like, God, should I go? And then this regular old man passed in front of me with the name of the town that we typically stay in. Uh, So I was like, okay, I'm going. And so we got there and in that same town, there's this, it's on near the top of the mountain or on the top of the mountain. And there's another mountain uh, that's way, way bigger called Santa Barbara mountain in Honduras. And it's called, nicknamed a lung of Central America. Because of how much oxygen it supplies um, to Central America, like it has enough plant life on it to supply oxygen for all of Central America, and so I saw that and I was like, God, that is the mountain I'm supposed to sing on, and it looked like we might not be able to get on it um, just because of the itinerary of the whole trip. Um, But then some doors opened up and we ended up on it, and a little bit last night, yeah, the last night, and. I think one night before that too, we kinda got to go twice for the birth for a birthday party. Oh yeah, you're right. The birthday um, party. Yeah, really awesome. so um we got to go twice and um before I think the first night, uh, we had a little bit of free time and a friend of mine was playing guitar and so I was just singing. I was like, God I don't have a song for this mountain and we're about to go to it. I need a song. And um so I just started worshipping and singing and um and we were on a mountain at that time not the Santa Barbara mountain but another and um just I was looking at more mountains as the sun was setting and it was very beautiful and I was just singing and um there's a name for Holy Spirit found in the Bible called Ruah um and it just means spirit or breath in Hebrew and so it's just a name for Holy Spirit that like I've been learning about and like meditating on with God just like Holy Spirit, like, who are you as Ruah? And um, it's just, he's just someone who breathes life into things, and um, I was just reminded of the story of Ezekiel, uh, can these bones live, and it's just like speaking life and breathing life into those bones, and so um, I just started singing Ruah at that time, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like something on this, and so the second night we went up, and we went into this uh, uh, little backyard of a church filled with uh, dog poop and bird poop. Mm -hmm. and (laughs) sang on this mountain uh, the song Rua, and it was just powerful. And I came back to the States, and everyone was like, sing that song, sing that song, everyone who was on the trip. So I sang it at our group fire, and everyone just freaked out going on and on about it. It was like, maybe I should record this. I thought it was just for that moment, but maybe it translates over more. Um, So then I decided to record it, and since then I've gotten videos um, of people singing it at Machu Picchu in Peru. Uh, at the Eiffel Tower in France, um, had some friends sing it in Germany and England, and um, places all over the U.S. So it's just incredible that I, I just—it's a song for the nations and just a song that shifts the atmosphere. So I'm just blown away by it, and it's really cool to see what will even come more when I get to do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's been on the radio with our friends yeah, it's, in Honduras.
2: Yeah, it's on the radio in Honduras, which is pretty crazy. Um, That's where you wrote it. Yeah, because I wrote it in Honduras, and my uh, our friend. Uh, there he's on a uh, hosts a radio show and works for a radio station and uh, a lot of them were so touched that it was written in Honduras and um, just believed in it and yeah they put it on the radio and it's pretty crazy yeah Uh, it's
1: cool to see people take videos of when you're on the radio like our friends there yeah
2: they tagged me in it
3: like you're on the radio
1: (laughs) full disclosure Uh, when you were writing that song I was taking a nap and I just want to get that out there I was just fast asleep while you were uh, coming up with some glory.
3: <laughs> well, just what want is, everyone to know. What I took is that? A nap. Com-
1: what does that confession have to do with anything? I just, I just want to get it out, get it off my chest. You oh. know, I, I could have been there. Okay. I could have, I could have co-written this song, but instead I took a nap. Oh, okay. Not that you would have let me, but you know, it could have happened. I could have been like, "Hey, change this preposition to this preposition." Oh my gosh! Also, when we did first sing the song, we poured out what was it? It was uh, milk, honey, milk, and oil. Honey and oil in the land, as we sang it over. So it was cool because we did that like prophetic act yeah. over yeah the Long of Honduras as well. And the bag of milk was pretty gross because we we bought it on, like was the hottest day that we were there. I think yeah, it was more really or less. Really we bought it like five hours earlier and it just sat <laughs> in our car the whole day oh, and it was a bag so we had to, like i had to open it with my mouth and it was so disgusting yeah. but it was a pleasure to pour it out
0: yeah it God, was cool God too we were
1: we were all singing it in the van oh yeah afterwards and one of the little girls who's with us that we sponsor she like was singing with us yeah so she, well she was singing actually she was singing it then yeah, with in us that and moment, we, and then she's also singing it in the car. She with was, us, so yeah, it though, it was really precious.
2: We had like a fifteen-ish minute drive back to the town we were staying in, and we brought a few of the kids with us. Up we to packed the line. that van full Yeah, it was, kids. It, was, it was packed it was with just full. us. But it was we <laughs> we
1: brought like six kids with us.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fun. But she was singing it, and she doesn't really she does know English at all. And she was singing the song in English, and it was ah, uh, it was amazing. Yeah,
1: because so that stuff will make you cry. Yeah well that's good <laughs> we'll play it so at the end of this podcast we will play out with the full Ruah song the full oh yeah we'll just we'll play the whole thing out and just let everyone get a piece of it um so like i mean we can just hit on just worship in general it's kind of what we've been hitting at okay um, with some specific stories but like what does it really mean as you like being our worship leader for fire like what does it mean to be a worship leader
2: huh and um, actually like
1: lead people in worship
2: yeah um I can kind of see it as like a like a a a two-fold answer one there's just the simple answer or like I'm in a worship leading position at fire I organize things and pick songs and organize the band Um, so there's just that practicality aspect of it in in, in the role Um, and so there's that and i do that and i i get to partner with god and ask him constantly as i lead like what do you want to do what are you doing in this room like and just listen and keep my eyes and ears open and heart open to what he wants to do and i just follow um and that's that role position but the other side the second part um is i think anybody and everybody can be who loves jesus uh, like a worship leader um I think um, anybody and everybody can like shift a room and partner with God. And and it's not necessarily being on the platform or being on display. Um, And it's not even trying to shift a room. It's just being madly in love with Jesus. I don't think when Mary of (laughs) Bethany poured out like her perfume all over Jesus' feet that she was just trying to get that for attention or even shift the atmosphere of a room. She just saw the one that she loved and just poured out and that is exactly like what um she did and it affected things and jesus said everywhere the gospel is told so will this story be told um just because it's such an extravagant um just example of what true like horseship leading i would say is like she's one of my heroes in that um and so it's like david just being crazy and look, not afraid to look foolish um, when they brought in the presence of God and the ark really <laughs> back um, into Israel and Jerusalem. And um, yeah, so that's the other aspect. And I, and I kind of learned that early on, just most of my um, time in worship growing up is mostly just alone in a room or in my car. I like to worship in my car um, a lot. And um, and I just remember one time in, I did youth group and we got to lead worship and I wasn't really I wasn't a worship leader really like in the nor, in the role since at that time I was a singer of like one of eight singers on stage and <laughs> you heard about two of them and so and I was neither of those two and so um, I just remember they let the youth take over the big service and it was really exciting and some leaders in the church just came and said it doesn't matter because we had worship and we had a dance team go up and it's like it doesn't matter if you're the dancer all the way in the back if you're a singer who can't like be heard or whatever like you just have like a passion and a love for God that you can release and it changes things and so I just was like that's true like I'm just gonna focus on Jesus and pour out all I have on him and I just remember, like, a lot of people going after up to me that night and saying, oh my gosh, like, well, you did change things. And I didn't lead one song, didn't sing anything. You could not even hear my voice the whole night. And it's just like, it, it, and that's just what it is. I think it's just loving him and loving him well and passionately, just without restriction, without fear, without anything. Like, that is just true worship leading. It's just, l- just loving him as much as you know how to and as much as you can. Um, that's what it is to me, really.
1: Yeah, that's good. So just in terms of, of worship in general, like how do you see like like what is like the power of worship?
2: Oh, um there's I could say a lot. Um I think there's a few things I think one he likes it and just like with anything that you um when you're in a relationship with someone you love you you want to do things they like not because you have to or because you're forced to but it brings you pleasure to something something that's like like oh I really love this person I know they really like chocolate so I want to bring them chocolate and it like there's like a pleasure that you can get when like you, you receive this pleasure in your heart when you give something and so when I give and worship like there's a pleasure and there's a just a joy that like I can experience just because I know he loves it and he draws near to it and I just love to be with him and be as close as I possibly can to him and experience him and so there's that and I think when you get in that place with him so many things change so many things change that's why atmospheres can change in that place because when he's there everything changes to what how he like has it so like one your mindset and things can change like I can be like super sad and crying and emotional and then just worship God and just that problem just gets minimized when he gets maximized in it and so it's just like this was dumb this took all this energy and time away from me for no reason and it just gets fixed in worship um like you see that with david like he just is emotional mess and then he just comes back after worshiping pointing out on god and just comes back to these wonderful conclusions at the end of some of his you could say darkest psalms and so um there's that there's just the atmosphere it creates for anything almost to happen um and yeah and then i think yeah that it's just good. I don't know. I had a third point and I forgot it. <laughs> it's fine. It was just in my mind I was like, oh my gosh, it slipped away um but yeah, it's just amazing like i I don't know there's so much to it.
1: yeah, I think one of my favorite things about worship too is kind of what you were hitting on with David. Is that like mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's never for us. Like we don't worship yeah. for ourselves. We worship because He's good, and we worship because He's worthy. We worship because of yeah. who He is. But just in that, just in exalting Him and in lifting Him up, and just praising His name, and just declaring His worthiness and His goodness, yeah. it just shifts so much in us. Yeah. And it's like not even our intention. Our focus isn't even on ourselves. But that's really when the transformation in ourselves happens. Is when you know we pour out on Him, and He just fills us up. Yeah. It's the greatest. Like, transformation that I think we really see because A lot of times people were like, "I have all this junk in me, like I need to, I need to worship to get this junk out." But it's really just like I need to worship because He's worthy, mm-hmm. and then that just cleanses ourselves. Yeah, and it's like that purity that just comes from, you know, pure worship to Him just cleanses us out, and it's like really transforms me in the way that's like I really have garbage, but you know, I'm just gonna worship God right now, and then it's like all that stuff. And also just the presence of the Lord that comes when you worship him just gives you, like, a new perspective of heaven, of, like, what really matters. Yeah. Because, like, in heaven, it's, like, it is worship. Heaven mm-hmm. is worship. Everyone focuses on, like, you know, streets paved with gold and how beautiful heaven must be. But really the beauty of it is the fact that it's pure worship to God 24-7. And, like, that's what you see in Revelation, and that's what you see in Isaiah with the cherubim surrounding his throne just saying, like, you he's holy, he's holy, he's holy. Yeah. And the elders and the living creatures, like, they're there to worship him and say that he's worthy. And then, like, that's, I think, what's so powerful about heaven. I think that's what it really means to, like, bring heaven to earth is just, like, worship him and just see what gets transformed out of that place of worship.
2: Yeah, and I remember my third point. Hey, um, and it was just, it's one of my favorite things. Like, it's my because fa- I can, like, I can feel it um, when we do it. But, like, just when in worship and, and when we praise him, like, it's establishing his authority mm-hmm. in that place and establishing his throne, like talks about you know some that he is seated upon our praises that he like our praises makes a throne for him which is just incredible think about like um but just in that it establishes a place and a monument of his authority in that area so like when you worship it's just like giving jesus all the reign to do what he wants to do like it lets his kingdom advance it lets him establish territory like when the Israelites would go and when they had the 12 tribes and they would go into a war, a lot of times they would send like the musicians out first and worship. And then it would be Judah um, that would go out and Judah means praise. And so it's like praise establishes a throne. So whenever they followed that strategy from God, they would win their wars. And so because why? Because they would establish victory already. They would establish God's authority in God's like kingdom and kingship in that area and worship and so I think that's old strategy is the same thing now like when we worship him it just establishes his domain and, and his authority which is that's where things get that's where the atmosphere gets charged that's when things change and it's like one of my favorite things is like you said he's so worthy of it like it's not just like oh we're has this agenda to get this thing done but it's like no he's worthy of all the kingship of all the things he's the king of kings he's a lord of lords um, his government has no end like he's just amazing and he did so much and he deserves so much it's amazing
1: mm-hmm. I think too what is it Psalms 100 verse 7 is that he sent his word and healed us or is that about entering discourse with praise it's one or the other. Anyway, it's either in the 100 or 103, Psalm. I can't always get those two mixed up. One says, he sent his word to heal us, and that's not the verse I'm talking about. I'm talking about the verse that's, enter into his courts with praise yeah. and enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Yeah. I think just, like, that really is just an entry point for worship and just, like, an invitation for him to come in. It's just, like, us stepping into that place mm-hmm. and... Just opening up ourselves to just receive more of Him and just to pour ourselves out to Him. I think it really is just an entryway like, into the presence of the Lord. It's just thanksgiving. I think we've really seen that a lot in our community the last couple of years. just the, in, the importance of, of gratitude <laughs> and yes. thanksgiving. And also just, just praising Him and just lifting Him up. Because like you said, He inhabits the praises of His people. And like his our praise is just build a throne for him, for him to come be enthroned. Yeah. And I think also there's a connection with something else that we've been learning with in Psalms twenty four, with the be lifted up you gates, be li- open you everlasting doors, mm-hmm. so that the King and his glory may come in. I think those gates are connected to like the praise that you lift up. It lifts up those gates and lifts up those courts that you can walk into the presence of the Lord. But also like when you do that, I think those gates within you are lifted up so the king and glory may come in. I think they're like interconnected but separate gates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost getting too deep. But I'm still working that process out in my mind. But I really think there's something to it, just those things that we've been learning with just like lifting him up in praise and those those gates and those those doors being lifted up into the presence of the Lord and into the courts of the Lord. Yeah. And then just those gates being lifted up within you, within you that the King and his glory may come in. Worship is good. Indeed. It's really cool, too, just the way that worship does, like, shift an atmosphere, and you can see, like, even sometimes in, in worship, when when people really begin to, like, worship the Lord for who he is, mm-hmm. like, you can see how even the atmosphere, like, within a worship set changes Yeah. to how it, it can just be dramatically transformed just by, like, what's actually being spoken and what's actually being carried out in the room.
2: And it is, like, just amazing to see just that moment of breakthrough, um just because of just like what it means and sometimes I just wonder like what is like what happens later <laughs> in those places because um, you know it like leaves an effect um and I know like in the shifting of atmospheres like we saw that in a town in Honduras that we got there and it felt very like like gross like we got there it was like oh my gosh I've never been in a place where I feel like so much like oppression and weirdness and it was very strange like before we met with the pastors we were supposed to lead worship in this park there to change things and just pour it on god and uh we decided to get ice cream first (laughs) and uh, as we went to get ice cream um Jeffrey, you had a just man come up to you and be like, "Pray for me. I have demons." And like we weren't, he was just out of nowhere. He was like, "We're just sitting there eating ice cream. Like, what the heck?" <laughs> like, and so, and it was just cool because like we just were praying and worshiping, and God was giving us like strategies of mm-hmm. uh, what to sing out that would what the solution was, and, in that moment and in, in that place.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. In that moment, I was just hanging on the ice cream shop. I turned around, and this guy was standing there he just I don't know he
2: just saw a gringo
1: and just was like this guy must be a missionary <laughs> <laughs> and so this man, she's just like hey I have demons can you pray for me and I was like yeah I can do that and then he asked me for some money I think he was homeless so I gave him a couple bucks so he could go get some food um but anyway that night was really cool because I don't think I've ever felt oppression so strong and actually went in a big portion of that was coming from um the church there the Catholic church and um Specifically, like after the the church released that night, um, Avery and I walked inside the church to pray until um, it was they were closing the doors, so we had to leave. But we were in there for several minutes, and just like there was so much oppression, just religious oppression in there. And then, like the further we got towards the front of the church, like the stronger it felt. It was it was very strong, and but just as we did like these prophetic acts, as we were just follow the Holy Spirit together and it was really cool because we were all in unison we were all like in unity someone would be like I feel like we should do this and someone else would be like oh yeah I feel that too and we would all do it and just, like, or, yeah, it would. we would slowly like break open the door and break open the door and break open the door and then like Nick started leading worship and then we had people evangelizing and then this one girl that was with us from Honduras like started like ministering to the children there and then ministering to their parents and it was just like incredible everything that ended up happening and going on yeah I prayed for the guy at the hot dog hot dog vendor his back got healed and I got a hot dog
3: mm, yeah
1: that was a really fun night but it was cool to see the way like worship broke the door open too yeah and that and also like as you were singing your song child like that's the same time that mm-hmm. the girl started ministering to their children and she yeah. had no idea
2: yeah we were split up like we when we got there after ice cream we kind of split up and some people went to talk to people to even like evangelize to them or just share Jesus with them and love on them and um and a few people went in the church and a few of us went to this gazebo and that's where we were seeing and a few of us on the gazebo were like man i feel like god wants to like break like open this atmosphere and this childlikeness that'll break this open like that's what god wants to use and then like people saw us going starting to lead worship on the gazebo and they're like hey guys before you start I just feel like childlikeness is supposed to break open the atmosphere and then soon enough like a third party came up and said the same thing and then um, the girl who was ministering to the kids and playing with them and having them go even minister to their parents in a way like um, she was not in it in any of those conversations so it's just like God was all over it and um, we just like partnered with God in that moment and sang about um, being like a child in his kingdom and being childlike and Because Jesus said, you know, um, that's just one way to enter into the kingdom is to be like a child. And so um, we're just like embracing that and going after that. And um, as we just listen to God, like that's what I worship. Because a lot of times what we worship him as um, is what we'll encounter him as and what we like call him is what we'll see. And he has many names, many promises. And so like in that moment when he gave us a strategy we begin to worship that aspect of who he is. So like, a child like this is just like his father. Um, so it was cool too that Gazebo was like the heart of the town.
1: Which yeah. was the heart of Honduras, which is the heart of Central America, so they call it the heart of the heart of the heart. Yeah. Which is ironic because where we were coming from is Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, which is the Columbus which is the heart of Ohio, which is the heart of the United States. Yeah. We also come from the heart of the heart of the heart. So we we're like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, but yeah. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> really good stuff. I love the fact that we can share stories. Sh- stories are my favorite. Really yeah. awesome. Share like revelation stuff. But why don't you pray for just hunger for worship, and then just encounters and worship? Because I mean, that's how it happened for me. Is like I just encountered God in worship, and I used to be like a frozen chosen person, <laughs> stand there and, and love Jesus. Not really like worship him, which is mind blowing to me now. But in a moment, I was just like, I became a worshiper. Yeah. I want to just pray for that for people. Okay. No more frozen chosen. No more
2: frozen chosen.
1: Deeper and deeper.
2: (laughs) Um. Yeah. God, we just thank you, uh, for who you are, and um, we just pray for just more just of wisdom and revelation, just to find out and discover more. of who you are and I just pray for anyone who's listening um whether they're in the frozen chosen or not um but that they would just become more and more radical the more that they see you we just pray for open eyes now um open ears and hearts to understand you um yes they just encounter you because the more that we see you the more we discover of who you are the more that we just fall in love so I just pray for just more revelation and yeah we just come against any fear any hindrance to just extravagant worship because Jesus we just know you're worthy of it so I just pray that yeah this should ultimately the revelation of your worthiness would fall upon the people now that they would just see how worthy you are of every ounce of love and affection and any good thing that we could ever give you that we that you're worthy of every single thing of all the blessing all the honor all the glory and so yeah i just pray for the revelation of your worthiness to fall upon just your children upon your people upon your bride that we just rise up and become true worshipers of you in every form in every way in a set out of a set music or not that we would just be worshipers filled with hearts that adore you in jesus name amen
1: amen well co-host brother (laughs) thank you nick hawthorne album the invitation new songs ruah r-u-a-h and wonderful counselor we will play you out with ruah starting now
3: Sure. Yeah. coming to life I see the rising of your bride we'll walk, come and fill our lungs and I see you flowing through stadiums and